All right, so it sounds like the uh, 700 year old Vonich manuscript, mysterious manuscript, no one's known what it has been talking about. Sounds like they may have decoded it. That's pretty kind of, that's kind of cool. Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. This is Jeff O. This is the morning ride. I'm just a dude on a bicycle talking through how I'm trying to evolve as a filmmaker, kind of as a poet and as a human being. Thank you for letting me ride with you this morning. It is pelting down rain. Pelting. Not like beaver pelts or something, not like animal skins. I don't know what the word pelt means. I'm going to stop using that word in that context. Man, there's a lot of people out this morning. Not on the trails, but just traffic, man. Along Veterans Parkway there, where I've got like three blocks. Veterans Parkway, and then you hit the trail, and then I hit the trail. But yeah, it's raining hard this morning. It's only 39 degrees. So it's kind of a wet and cold kind of day. No, you're right. It is still absolutely worth it to get out on a bicycle, isn't it? So, again, we're going to test the limits of this microphone. Give a shout out to Rode microphones. They're made down in Australia. Designed and made in Australia. Excuse me, folks. I've just been so impressed with this little guy. Making it through this wet, cold winter. Yeah, I'm impressed with you too, making it through this wet, cold winter. I'm trying, but man, it's, it's a struggle recently. As much as I love being on a bike, and as grateful as I am that I get to commute every day on a bike, man, every day in the cold and rain is, whew, where's on you? Where's on me? I'm sorry. I was trying to, what is it? How do you call that? Where we say we when we mean us. It's an existential disposition of the facts that uh, I don't want to say that I'm a weenie sometimes and don't want to get on the bike. <laughs> sometimes I use language to help me feel like I'm part of a community of other people who are struggling in the same way, which we all are. Speaking of that, Casey Neistat, YouTuber, if you know him. If you don't know him, he's still a YouTuber. <laughs> I know, that rhetoric, man, that beat. Anyway, he put up a... Uh, he put up a great video yesterday, or the day before, I guess, about uh, Tuesday. I think today's Thursday, right? <laughs> he put up a great video about life problems, being the ex existential dilemma of being a human being, like what does it mean to be a human being, uh, finding fulfillment in your work, finding purpose in your life, finding love in your life, being part of a community. These are things that every human being faces. And he got this idea from this article that he read about this dude that he's a stock trader, makes a million and a half bucks a year. And uh, the guy's talking about how totally unhappy he is in his job. And he doesn't like the people he works with and blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, Casey used that as a jumping off point for 
a discussion about how money can't buy happiness, but when you're poor and someone tells you that money can't buy happiness, and like you know that you're not going to be able to eat the last two days of the month because you got to pay your rent. You got to make a decision whether to stay in your apartment or be able to afford to get to work or eat. There's some problems that a little bit of money or community can definitely solve. Anyways, I highly recommend that video. I don't remember the title of it, but it's a recent one by Casey Neistat, N-E-I-S-T-A-T, just like it sounds, if you're used to German. <laughs> I don't know that his name is German, but that is how it's spelled, as if it were German. Yeah, so, last week, I was reading on Open Culture, which is one of my favorite websites. They try to make the world of art and philosophy and social examination through letters and videos, through essays, through considered ways of thinking and articulating that thought. Anyway, there's a Vonich manuscript, probably written in the early 1400s, in some language that no one has ever been able to decode. No one knows what the hell the thing is talking about. Parts of it, they've been able to kind of guess that it had to do with, like, uh, planting agriculture because there's it's, like, illustrated and there's text and illustrations throughout this beautiful, beautiful manuscript. It was purchased by a dude in 1912, William Vonich. That's where we get the name. But evidently, this dude in Turkey, he and his sons... They've got a hobby of, well, he has a hobby of, and I think he gets his sons involved, of um, ancient Turkish languages. And one of the things that he started noticing was like, oh, if you don't consider this as a written language, but if you consider this might be a phonetic spelling of a spoken language that may not be spoken today anymore. Oh, good morning, Crab Shack. They don't always have music on outside. I don't know if it's because they don't know to turn it on or turn it down or what, but it's kind of fun. Cruise by there and you hear a little bit of music going on. Uh, what's that tune by Elvis? I hear music in the air. And I really do believe there's a heaven somewhere. Yeah, you know that one? Kind of a cool song. What kind of jams, man? What album was that on? Was that on the Hound Dog album? I don't remember. That was a long time ago, man. I hadn't thought about Elvis in years. Moved up to Anchorage, and like every place we went, played Elvis tunes. Not only Elvis tunes, but like Elvis was always in the mix. You'd get some Elvis, some Frank Sinatra, some Pearl Jam. It was kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know if Anchorage is still on that game. All right, so we got to hit the wall big time because there's like a... Well, we'll tell you about it in just a second. Let's see if we make it. Woo! Made it. So, yeah, I especially love the wall when it's raining hard like this because the water between these two bridges just kind of pours down onto the trail. And, uh, and so if you ride the wall, you don't get splashed. <laughs> See, it's practical, folks. 
it's always practical on a bike. Learn how to ride a wall, and someday you won't get splashed. Of course, I'm soaking wet. It doesn't matter. All right, back to the Von Etch manuscript. So this dude studies ancient Turkish languages, and he was noticing these patterns, which a lot of people have and talked about them. Hey, good morning. Talk about the patterns that they've seen in the text, but no one's been able to figure it out. Well, this dude, with his knowledge of ancient Turkish languages, has evidently figured out that a lot of this, a lot of the Vonich manuscript, looks to be written in an ancient Turkish language, but written phonetically, rather than the way that you would actually spell out these words in a written language. Which is fascinating because, of course, who would go to the trouble to make this single copy, as far as anyone knows, of a manuscript that's really beautiful and detailed in its artistry? Why would you bother printing it in a language that nobody uses? I'm just fascinated by this and fascinated that it's taken about 700 years for anyone to figure out what it means again, maybe. Uh, we don't know. Maybe it meant something when it came out. Hell, maybe it's like the location of the Holy Grail or something. Depending on how you uh, listen to stories, of course. Whew. Boy, I am cold. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit warmer. I kind of have like this 42 degree threshold for wearing my shorts when it's raining. Because I figure my, dry, my legs dry off a lot more quickly than wet pants. So I wear my shorts. They're lighter weight. They dry out faster anyway. So that's a, okay, so here's a bicycle commuting tip for when it's wet. So you get to wear clothes that, uh, that don't really keep you so dry as they keep you pretty warm. Because that's the main thing is staying warm over staying dry. Um, of course, being wet, definitely going to have a negative impact on staying warm. So you got to factor that in. But like I've got my uh, synthetic down jacket in my bag. So if I fall over and break my leg, hopefully I'll be able to put my jacket on and not die of hypothermia. I don't expect to fall and break my leg, you guys. That's, that's not for dramatic tension there. <laughs> Maybe I should have put that in, huh? Maybe we'll start off each episode that way now. And we'll say, Will he break his leg today? Uh-oh, this dude is hauling ass. Whew. That was awfully fast for those little go-karts that they drive around here. They keep the trail clean, so I appreciate it, but... I got hit by one once. Didn't know it. He had all this brush sticking out of it and passed me. It just knocked me right off my bike. <laughs> I called the city and said, hey, we got some folks that are like driving pretty aggressively out there. I'm like, well, did you get the license plate? Say, no, I was on the ground. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't trying to get anyone in trouble. Just, man, there's still bicyclists out here even though it's wet and cold. This is a couple years ago. I don't even care. They do such a nice job keeping the trails clean. In fact, it's weird to even see a leaf on the trail. I think it's a bit excessive. Uh, I know in Anchorage, they, uh, they let nature kind of take its turn. And they kind of did big cleanup in the spring and 
you know, then kind of maintenance along the way. Anyway, different ways of approaching it. A lot of people have a lot of pride in the green belt here. A lot of people use it, so probably a different kind of thing. Although a lot of folks are using it up in Anchorage, too. Boy, that trail system is so awesome up there. I think got over 200 miles of uh, trails in the cities to get you from point A to point B. Well, of course, you go through C, D, and E, <laughs> which is always fun. Probably see a moose along the way, see some salmon, doing their business in a river. Every once in a while you see bears. Those were not the fun mornings. <laughs> bears can chase you down. Moose might chase you down, but they give up in a hurry. They just want you to get out of their way. Anyway, we're, I'm anxious to see what comes of this uh, discovery about this manuscript that no one's been able to figure out for a bunch of years. And see what they got to say. See if uh, there's something cool, some, uh, something about historical references from uh, the 15th century that we just didn't know. It's always cool to get a little window into any of this. If you want to know more about, <laughs> this is the commercial part. If you want to know more about this, I also do, in addition to this podcast that I do every Monday and Thursday, we do a, uh, an email list, blog post, and it's called These Things. It's basically, I, uh, you know, I like cruising around the internet like, oh, wow, that looks interesting, you know, that's about this Bonish manuscript. I subscribe to several news feeds and such. Anyway, so every two weeks, I put those together and send around the ones, my, ones that kind of are my favorites, I guess, at the time. Hey, good morning, on your left. So anyway, that comes out later today. You go check it out on my website. You can subscribe and then you'll get it in your inbox. So easy. All right, we're on campus, so I'm going to try to start winding down when we get to this point because get nervous around folks and don't want to run over anyone. Hey, thank you so much for letting me ride with you on this really kind of beautiful but wet and cold morning. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, if you love riding a bicycle, that you get an opportunity to engage with whatever your bicycle is. Maybe it's old Turkish languages. Maybe someday, because you've got this hobby of translating old Turkish languages, you might decode one of the biggest mysteries of literature. How cool would you be then? I think that'd be pretty cool. So it's just people doing people things. This is the how I'm trying to evolve as a human being part of uh, the reason I do this podcast is because I find other human beings that are just kind of doing their thing, and it's pretty cool. Today we're also, uh, there's also a link to an article about, I think it's called uh, How to Be a Genius. It talks about, not so much practice, but they give some good examples of like ways that artists and great thinkers have practiced divergent thinking, have practiced um, not taking the easy road, sticking to the guns kind of thing. I hate that phrase. I don't even know what it means. Um, I mean, I know how we use it. I don't know what it literally means or where it comes from. I'm trying to be a little more conscious with the 
the rhetoric that I employ so that so that words don't bully me, you know? So I'm not just saying things because that's the way we hear it. Hey, good morning. There's kind of the same four or five of us out at this time of day. Whew, my legs are so cold, man. I really underestimated. I think it's down in the 30s, not up in the 40s. <laughs> anyway, I hope that uh, today that you're able to stay with your thing, stay on your ride, engage with the thing that you love, and uh, yeah, I'm going to try to stay on my ride today too, folks, in the cold and wet. It's been a good ride. Thank you for riding with me, and uh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for the weekend. I don't have any plans, really. Well, we're going to go out with some folks tomorrow night. Jennifer and I, I'm really excited about that. Going to see some good folks. Hey folks, I hope you have a great weekend. I look forward to riding with you again on Monday. And uh, in the meantime, I do hope that you get to engage with whatever your bicycle is as, uh, you know, as we're learning. This is probably the only ride we get in this form anyway. Maybe, maybe in some other form. Hope you have a great weekend and uh, hope to ride with you again on Monday.